Now, this week, there was a deal done that could alter the course of the future relationship between Australia and India. Our Prime Minister, Prime Minister Scott Morrison and India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi held a virtual summit and agreed to set up a task force to recognise mutually in university degrees from both states. Uh, it's a potential game changer for the future of migration from the subcontinent and opens new possibilities for Australian students. Uh, Professor Craig Jeffrey is the author of several books on India and the former director of the Australian India Institute at Melbourne University. Craig, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thank you for having me on. Now, tell us about this task force. How big a deal is it? I think it's a big deal. If you look at the Australia's strategy for international education, which was produced a couple of years ago, it's a strategy that runs to 2030 and a really major aim of that strategy is to reduce obstacles to Australian providers operating offshore and providing online education to students in other countries. And this effort to try to set up a task force to look at mutual recognition for degrees between Australia and India is a really exciting way of taking forward that objective, I think. But it's not immediately something that we'll feel the effect of. Am I right in thinking that, Craig, that this is about a deal that might play out in future years? Meanwhile, there'll be an evaluation to try and support how it works. Absolutely. I think it will be complex. I think there'll be a lot of negotiations. There's questions about precisely how it will work at different levels of degrees and in terms of the actual logistics of this, how much of it is going to be online, how much of it is going to be students travelling between Australia and India. So there's a lot of things to work through. And I think it will take a, a couple of years before one sees the, the, the effects of this. So it's something that you see as being most impactful in terms of tertiary education. So this isn't necessarily about people who've studied in India uh, applying for a new migration track because universities in Australia now recognise their undergraduate degree in engineering at an Indian university, for example. This is more about building those relationships for students. I, I think so. I think the, the, from, from what I've read, and we obviously don't know very much yet about the task force and precisely its terms of reference, so you know, we're slightly... Um, murky picture at the moment. I think my impression would be from, from working in this space a little bit in the past when I worked at the Australia India Institute is that there'll be a real focus on collaboration, on trying to develop ways of partnering, creating partnerships between Australian universities and Indian universities. And I think there'll also be an emphasis on research collaborations. How can Australia drive better research collaboration with India as, as a a complement to this effort to, to generating mutual recognition of degrees. So I think we'll see activity across lots of different areas, but the emphasis will be, will be on collaborating, on doing this together, seeing this as a joint venture. Is this something that the Delhi government would have been lobbying for? Yeah, I think the Indian government obviously supports this. I, I don't know how hard they've been lobbying for it, but I, what I do know is that the, the Indian government is very keen to internationalise its educational offerings. It's very keen to see students from other countries come to India for their university education. It's very keen to see other countries use the online resources that India has developed for tertiary students in, in India, but you know, hoping to also create opportunities for, for students outside of India to use those materials. 
So there's a big drive in India around internationalization in the same way that there is in Australia. And that's really important to recognize and respect and build upon. And, and that's, I think, what's at the heart of, of this in terms of India's interests in, in mutual recognition. Is it also about having a more mobile workforce, do you think, Craig, given that, you know, I, I know you've written and researched extensively the unemployment situation, a huge problem for youth in India. Can you imagine that there would be something positive from Delhi's perspective to be able to say to young people in India, you know, once you've finished your degree, you can now go and work in Australia under this mutually agreed deal that we have? Or why don't you go and study in Australia? Because once you've completed your degree, you'll be able to work in either country. Yeah, maybe an element of that. I think probably also there's a recognition among the wise heads in India and Australia that there's a distributed skill set across the world. But if you want to develop a fantastic knowledge of how to commercialise the process of recycling, you may be able to get quite a lot of the information and knowledge you need from India. But there may also be academic in, in Australia or Canada or somewhere else who can give you that little bit more that can really make sure that you prosper and, and succeed in that particular venture. So I would imagine the Indian government is also hoping that some of its young people will get some of their education in India, but then go abroad to another country like Australia, get some additional skills and experience and bring them back and apply them in India to enhance India's economy and prosperity and, uh, and skill base. So I think there's probably that element as well of, of seeing that it's useful to create international partnerships because knowledge of particular areas is not all concentrated in one country. It strikes me as you describe it, Craig, that you're kind of talking about a building block for a future relationship, perhaps. It's not necessarily what this deal might promise people in the next two or three years, but what the knock-on effects of that are in a decade. Absolutely. And so we're already seeing that with with flows of of migration in, in both directions and flows of ideas and materials with increased trade. So what you're doing is you're creating a whole cohort of people who have some experience of both Australian and Indian education who can become, one hopes, spokespeople for the relationship and for the value of of studying internationally. We saw, of course, a virtual summit this week between Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Narendra Modi in Delhi. Of course, this announcement is one of the issues that emerged from that. Do you think the task force, the level of cooperation underscores now the growing importance of that relationship, the Australia-India relationship for both countries? Yeah, I think it is a re- it's really important. Uh, been a lot of talk about the Australia-India relationship over the last sort of 10 years. Uh, and I think the shift that, that I've seen maybe in, in the time that I've been in Australia, which is about seven years, is from people asking in Australia, why India, to people asking how India. The, the argument's been won, in a sense, in, in Australia, I think, within business, within educational institutions, within universities, that it's really important to partner with India and learn from India. And the question now is, how precisely should we do that? And this task force is part of that mission in the educational sphere to think, actually, you know, what's the plumbing of this? How can we make sure it, it, it really works? 
Now, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Saturday Extra, and I'm speaking with Professor Craig Jeffrey, a specialist on India, the former director of the Australian India Institute at Melbourne University. And we've been focused primarily on uh, this task force that's considering mutual recognition of academic degrees in both Australia and India. Um, can I ask, Craig, you talked to there about how much... Uh, these kinds of arrangements underscore underscore the growing importance of that relationship. Is it also true that India is benefiting in part from Australia's contentious uh, relationship with Beijing at the moment? And if, if you're looking to create new building blocks for future relationships, perhaps the road is clearer to Delhi. I, I don't know about that. I see it, I guess this is the view from 30,000 feet. I, I see it as more basic than that. You know, you've got two countries that are very committed to the idea of democracy. You've got two countries that have a common history in relation to the UK. You have two countries that actually have some similarities in terms of their interests around sport, cricket, food, curry, um, a lot of people-to-people links now. There's 700,000 people in Australia who identify as Indian. Uh, India is one of the, if not the most important country in terms of skilled migration to Australia. So you've got all those people-to-people and historical and uh, ideological points of agreement. That That's what I think underpins a lot of this. Uh, and there may well be geopolitical elements to this that are important too, but I would see it at that fundamental level. I'd also say at the, at the very sort of, sort of people-to-people level, and this is probably not what you're expecting me to say, but I've talked to groups who've you know, taken comedy tours from Australia to, the, to India, and they found actually the sense of humour is very similar in lots of parts of India. So there's things like this, I think, that, um, that really make it a, a kind of a winning proposition to be developing closer links with, with India. I mean, geopolitics comes and goes and shifts a lot. If you rely on you know, that kind of calculus, it's not going to be um, helpful over the, the really long term, over, over you know, decades, I, I think you've got to look at some sort of foundational kind of elements of, of common attitude and cultural practice. And th- it's definitely there, I think. It will be very interesting to see what emerges from all of this. Craig Jeffrey, thank you very much. Sure, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, Kylie. That was Professor Craig Jeffrey from the University of Melbourne. He's the former director of the Australia India Institute. In the next hour, we'll learn more about this week's dramatic scenes on Capitol Hill in Washington, nomination hearings before a Senate committee to appoint a new judge to the Supreme Court have seen the so-called culture wars play out in real time on television as Republican senators sought to discredit Joe Biden's pick and the Democrats pushed back. There were tears from the nominees, some rage, some empathy from the senators. It's a moment of great consequence. And what to read, watch and listen to. You'll hear some top tips on the pick. So maybe grab a pen and paper if you still use those. There are some very original ideas from our panel this week. So make sure you stay with us for those. It's always good to explore other people's listening uh, worlds and reading worlds. Always learn something there. Um, Now, if you have missed any of our stories, you can listen on the ABC Listen app. Or visit the website. Probably the best way to get there is just to search for ABC Saturday Extra. But right now it's coming up to news time, nearly eight o'clock. <laughs> 